Alright guys, welcome to another show of the Third Syndicate podcast which is presented to you by HNA Projects. Hello guys, what's up? How you doing? Uh welcome back again after a long time of being us of being silent for over a month I guess. Now we are back again uh stronger. We took a long break just to uh you know, ease up our mind. Yeah, the first trial of the their syndicate was really positive. We want to thank everyone who was really supportive. Uh, anyway, I'm joined uh, with uh, A, Abu, with me. Again, he's back uh, after a long period of being silent. Obviously, this podcast has been hosted and presented by HND Project. Hello, Abu, what's up? How you doing, man? Hello, Mr. Hamdan. Hello, hello, what's, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing good, bro. You're right. It's been, it's been a a month that we've been off but uh i'm sure within that month there's been a lot of stuff to talk about so uh, yeah let's get into it yeah how was how was your break the break was good bro. it was good uh uh i think slowly things are looking better in terms of the pandemic yeah i think things are slowly i mean things are pretty much all opened up but i think people men- mentally people are adjusting much better now. Facts 100%. So I just want to let know the the listeners that this uh, episode has already been pre-recorded on the 19th of August and they should be and they should expect it that it's going to be out this weekend. For sure for this time we're going to make sure that our episodes are going to be out ASAP. Uh anyway man, uh so there was a lot of stuff been happening uh within the music scene uh internationally. Um, so, do you want to discuss some some stuff of what's been happening lately? Obviously, it's been a month. Obviously, we cannot cover everything that occurred sure. in a month, but we'll try to talk as much as we can. Um, so, uh, the first, uh, I mean, what do you want to what do you want to talk about? So there was uh, this tweet that uh, Wabi and Namir have tweeted that uh, that he's carrying the YBN thing or and his soldier and his shoulder and uh, yeah it's been you know it's been expected in the media that uh, Almighty J and Corday left and Corday in fact has changed all his socials uh, to Corday and removed the YBN thing. Uh, so yeah, um, what do you think about this? Obviously, Almighty J is in his own space. We know that this uh, guy hasn't really been uh, that effective in terms of music. Uh, I mainly remember him in two releases, probably Chopsticks and I forgot the other one. Uh, but yeah, uh, Almighty J wasn't really uh, wasn't really kind of active in his music career. Namir was in his, uh, you know, love fantasy life. Corday was taking it really seriously and got really good, great uh, feedback from everyone from the music industry and the industry in general. So, why do you think this thing occurred? And what what exactly YBN? You know, like when, when Namir says like I'm carrying YBN, what what does it resembles like? Is YBN actually a thing or it's just like a, a title or what it is? Yeah, obviously there's there has to have been some behind the scenes stuff that we don't have the details of so far. Uh, yeah. When Whenever you hear things like these, it means people either fought over money or some or some power power plays. Mm. In this case, I don't I don't know the full details, but I just know it's not as in in the music industry like being i don't think being having ybn or being part of that clique is such a you know a big thing for you to make it in the music industry i think it was cool for us to be introduced to them as a clique but i I think as as time went on i think since they're not a rap group they're just a clique i think they were all everyone was gonna end up doing their own thing and that's what's been happening i mean now it's just that there's been beef inside so probably they're not as close as they were before 
but in terms of the music i don't i don't see how that's such a big difference i think it's even better for someone like corday to be not associated with mm. with uh with the ybn crew for me because i think his music is in different lane his career path is going in a different lane like this guy's making big moves so i think for him it's actually better uh i don't understand what ybn mmm means by he's been carrying the weight of it maybe he could justify it by showing that he's been the one releasing the most songs or like pushing the click the most but i don't i think that's all just nonsense talk from uh, from from the outside looking in of course we don't know what's going on inside but from the outside mm. for me this news is i think it's actually better that a lot of them kind of went their own ways yeah i mean I, i mean for me like uh everyone from them like were definitely signed to a different uh, record label somebody yeah. so so for them like So I've been to me like I was like trying to look for it. Is it a, a rap collective or what is a record label or what it actually? Oh, it's like a rap group. Like it doesn't. I I, I totally didn't understand it. Um, mm. And for them, they only uh, they only have released one uh, joint um, album, which was uh, I forgot the name of it. But they from the time that they, they were together. They only released one album. Um, then everyone was doing their separate thing. And you rem- remember when Namir was basically trying to prioritize and keep was saying on the media that you know he's trying to work on in his solo career. And you know, yeah. then everyone started you know focusing on uh, everyone started focusing on their solo careers. Uh, and turns out that it was really b- beneficial for Corday. Like Corday dropped really a dope album. And uh, which was you know executive produced by Dre, um, yeah. Like I felt like Corday was the guy who was uh, you know basically I don't know like he was the X factor when it comes to enhancing the records and making it you know look resemble good to the to the industry in general. That's how I yeah. feel. And uh, not to disrespect Namir, Namir had really you know. Uh, cool earliest records in general mm-hmm. like uh, rapping the band rapping the bands and I forgot the other one uh actually too um, I mainly know him too but uh, uh the last couple of years he wasn't really kind of active he was uh, um he was just in his yeah, fantasy in life yeah the guy was in love you could see that so yeah um I mean I mean To me, to me, um, I, I, I'll blame it on Amir. Like, you know, maybe if it, uh, if he was active or whatever, not, nothing like that kind of that happened. Uh, people will say that Corday have sold out the group, but if you look back at it, you know, you will see that nobody was really interested and, in, you know, like interested and in having that kind of hunger. The hunger of you know like making music like I feel like you know like if if that wasn't the case you know like maybe Corday you know was you know rocking with them or whatever mm. but I feel like with Corday especially after that album after all that success you know I mean I mean if it, it's gonna be after uh, after the money you know they are not signed into a rap group so there's actually no money in there you know. It's, Everyone is signed to a solo record deal. You know, they are not signed as a group in general. So I don't think um, I don't think it had to do with the money. It's just different strategy. You know, maybe he doesn't doesn't want to associate with them. Maybe the sound he's making doesn't suit the YBN type of sound. You know, that's what mm-hmm. I feel. I don't I don't think it has to do with money because everyone is basically individually solo working by themselves. That's what I think. Yeah, that's true. And I think one thing that I think is, I think with when a, a, a click like this comes come come out, with so many artists. I think the people who last are the ones who are actually talented and the ones who are actually artists. I'm not saying like oh my TJ is not not capable of being an artist, but I mean if we're just 
looking at what it, what it entails to be an artist, you can clearly tell that Corday has all all the features to be a, a proper artist. With Almighty J and the rest of the guys, I'm not too sure. Mm. Uh, I don't want to say they're not as talented, but I think it's easy to make a distinction between, like if you listen to Corday's tape, this mm. guy's making records, he's making verse verses, hooks with big big time artists and so on. So mm. I think he's on the pathway to become. I actually have him in. I have I have him in part part of the upcoming rappers that I think have a chance of taking over the game. Uh, mm. He just has to improve. For me personally, he just has to improve. Obviously, he's gonna grow as an artist, but he has to just improve from moving away from sounding like his influences. Because when I listen mm. to his music, I hear a lot of Kendrick, I hear a lot of Cole, which is fine because that's his influences. But I think the more that he finds his sound, the more that he's gonna actually be a real, a real like name in in the game. But all my DJ for me, like every time I see, it, it's mm. never never music related. Some drama with Black China or something like that. So I don't really take mm. him serious, to be honest. Mm. Thanks. All right. Uh, do, but a question: Do you think that the business should overwhelm the talent? Uh, well, it depends. If you're talking from artist perspective, or you're talking from like a label. I'm talking about. I'm I'm talking about artist perspective, because the talent uh, is definitely the artist. You know, it's not the label. But yeah, do you think the business should overwhelm the talent? I don't think. I don't think it should overwhelm. Like they should business. Like you can't have one without the other. So you can't go fully just being off talent because this. You can find a talented guy on the streets, but if you don't have that business mindset or that business drive, then no one's yeah. gonna know about you. So I think they go hand in hand. I should, I wouldn't say one should overpower the other, because also we've seen a lot of people with no talent having uh, a lot of business uh, push to them, and then then they don't make it as far because people figure out that you know mm. these guys ain't really as talented. So I think you need both. You need both. But I, for the label perspective, I don't think they see it like that. For them, it's business, it's business because they're a business at the end of the day. So yeah, they're they yeah, you know, their their uh, their business model is is used to rob the artists in general. So yeah. I mean, I mean that I mean I mean for me, I I think you know like before if if for you if you want to take that artist thing forward, you should have that kind of business mindset. Before doing this music thing in general, if you want to do it as a hobby, do it as a hobby. I got no issue with that. It's just for me that once you get in into the uh, business aspect with dealing with these people, and if you don't know, if you're not really good in sales and promoting yourself right and knowing yeah. in the ins and outs about the business, about the, the industry that you're in. That's where you get, you're gonna get fucked up, you know. That's where you are gonna get screwed, mainly uh, from the sales that you're gonna be making, from uh, whatever royalty splits, whatever. So, like, like you gotta be knowing about exactly, like, you know, what's the what product you, that you have is gonna be used and how much you could uh, be able to return from it, like as big as you can make, you know. So you gotta know your shit right, you know. That's so for me. I, I look as you know, talent. You know, we cannot just like I cannot just you know distinguish talent with business. You know, there are two separate things. Uh, talent is it should be there, but for a person to pursue a career where he trying to or or he or she trying to make some money out of it, they should know. You know, basically they should know the 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 club that they're getting on you know that it's not just like oh i'm just gonna sign a record deal i'm gonna get an advance and that's it no no you got you gotta know your stuff you know you gotta you know your aspect from a from a to z you know i'm not gonna say like you should know everything in general it's just like mm. um you know just the intro to it or just the summary of it obviously that's why you need a manager so that they could help you, that person who could help you in the terms of negotiating. But as you, as an artist, you, you're the, you know, I think, I think a manager won't be able to understand you more than you. So 
as an artist, obviously you should prioritize yourself, promote yourself, know your stuff, and yeah, that's how. That's that's yeah, my that's perspective. True. I think also, like if you go back 10, 15 years ago, or even before that, this mm-hmm. was things artists were not aware of because it was just the same system for everyone. Like you get into the game, you go to a label, they sign you. Mm. They give you, they give you a manager. Like people they use, mm. even used to have a manager. Like they assign you a manager, assign you their lawyer. So their lawyer is always going to look for their benefit at the end of the day, and mm. you just get robbed. But now, I mm. think just, just because mm. of how many people artists have seen robbed, I feel like everyone coming up now. Mm. Like even if you have conversations with upcoming artists, they're more business savvy. They kind of want to know the business side of things, not like before where it was just. I'm focusing on my music, but people realize now that you know you have to be smart about the business side of it too, to, in order to make it, which is mm. good because uh, then labels will stop robbing people eventually. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, it's it's. I think it has to do also with the similar thing that uh, happened with Migos. You know, uh, I, I yeah. mean, to me, it was to me it was really weird how um, a lawyer that basically was working on. Domingo's uh, record deal turns out to be um, affiliated with uh, yeah. QC. Um, do you think? Do you, do you see that kind of coincident, or they already knew that uh, they didn't? I think. Talk. Yeah, I think also probably because you have to think how much QC helped Migos. I think back mm-hmm. when when all this was being was being set they didn't really think about it like that they're like it's QC it's family you know they never thought that it would come to this so mm. I don't think Migos realized it which they should have but I don't think at that time they realized it but but, is, why they, but why now but why now do you think they felt threatened because obviously Little Baby's doing better than them at the moment yeah because you have to think I and they're not the number of, one. It's a, and they're it's not a the mix number of one. things. Like Migos have kind of been transitioning into the OGs. Like we have, they have to accept that Migos is not the new thing now. They're kind of the mentors for all these new new rappers. So mm. I think they want to position themselves as they should because of how much they've put into the game. They want to make sure that they're. Migos that their name, the brand, it's set set into like legend status, and uh, so I think that's what they're positioning themselves into. I don't understand how how all this came now, like you said, but like I think they were just having conversations about maybe renegotiations and so on, and that's how all this came up. That's what I think. I think it was just yeah, we gotta strategize how Migos, the brand, is gonna work for the next few years and let's let's look at what we did before and let's look at how we move on and in between that they obviously saw some stuff that they didn't like uh mm, okay okay yeah i mean but i mean I think, there, uh, I also there, think, there, yeah i also think uh like you said that the little baby point is a good point i think not only him but qc has they've kind of built this reputation with whoever they affiliate with or sign that that person takes off so I think they've they've not been missing lately. Like whoever they work with, even like Cardi B, they just it just works for them. So maybe Migos yeah, but but like, they but Cardi B said they basically mentored her like she she wasn't managed by that by them. Yeah, that's true. Right? Which that's is true. which I don't know. Like uh, it's I don't know if it's a misleading info or what, but. Um, yeah, um, yeah, I, I'll say it's definitely 100% has to do with Lil Baby. Lil Baby was mm. like, you know, kept on dropping re- these great records that have been doing well in terms of charting. Um, Migos, if you look uh, at their recent uh, releases, 2020, or let's say mm-hmm. by the end of 2019, it wasn't really doing that well compared to what exactly qc spence uh mm-hmm. you gotta understand that uh, qc is a production company so whatever money whatever things happens uh it's uh qc handles that you know 
uh, not Universal. So Universal basically just do does the the work, the back end work, and they take their split. That's it. So there's mm-hmm. no uh, uh, money invested except QC does it. So when you see all these video shoots, video clips, these things that been spent by QC, and they're not actually. I don't know. Probably they are not making their money back, and they're putting more. Uh, they're focused to the little baby because he's doing. He's the guy at the moment, you know, that's buzzing in the streets. Um, yeah, like if you see all these kind of angles there, like I, I get why QC will go with, with little baby at the moment and forget about Migos because yeah, they ain't doing well. But yeah, um, but, I, I but yeah. Pers- yeah. Personally, for me, also, like I feel like every kind of era, or every legacy has its end. I'm not saying it's the end for Migos, but I think just because how focused they all are on their solo career and so on, mm. I feel like it's the beginning of the end of Migos as a group. Like I don't see if they can. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't see which other heights they can. They can reach like they've had their hits they've had their albums i don't mm. see what else is there for migos as a group to like find out if they can get together and release albums here and there but mm. the real success for them is all their solo work i think especially quave on upset mm. yeah facts I might, i might agree with that with you but anyway like i mean this thing i don't know probably they sort it out you know it's been a month ago but Uh, I mean, I wish them all the best, you know, like obviously QC, them in general, they started with Migos. They been known the best hip hop label now uh, through the credits of Migos and other of and other artists. So hopefully this thing gets resolved as soon as possible. And uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, all that Not label bad. stuff, money thing, you know, just, you know, They know. I mean, these these things already happen into like with cash money, and we literally we don't want to make the same story, you know, make the same mistake. Like, I'm, I'm even, sure they. I'm sure. I'm sure they already know that. Yeah, and that's that's really. It's also it's a bad taste in the mouth when you look at cash money and you look at QC and you look at the head and the head are black people, and for years, for so many years, we're always saying. Oh, all the labels rob the artists of their money. It's all these white, white, uh, white people who are, you know, playing games mm. to just take uh, to just take money from artists. But it's it's a shame when you see people like Birdman or QC. Uh, once again, we don't know the full details, but if they're actually robbing money from the artists, then that's a real shame, and that's not the way to change the music industry. Yeah, facts, 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 100%. Um, also, uh, regards to cash money, um, do you see, for example, do you see that Drake could be one day going in indie? Like, obviously, this guy right now, he's the Michael Jackson of his prime, you know, like people call him the go for, for a reason, you know, because uh, already he, he is actually, you know, making uh, records like you know like 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 big records uh in terms in the in the music and we, we we have to agree he's the biggest artist in his generation like from the 2010 10 now like 10 years in the game and he's really doing well um i've, I've noticed recently that uh I've, I've, you know some of his music are released under ovio You know, I don't know what's going on. I don't know why the music is not released under Young Money or or, or Cash Money. I don't, I don't know. Like it's released under OVO and it's distributed through Republic Records, which is uh, under Universal. Do you, do you have any info about that or something you could share? But uh, I don't know. I'm just as clueless as you. To be fair, I mean. Yeah. Obvious, his baby. So I'm sure, whatever negotiations he had with uh, Cash Money, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty certain, just because of how much effort and time he put into Obvious, that he wants 
all his music to eventually be through that i believe because like what mm. what um, unless you think of any what benefit would it be for him to release his music on the cash money now like he's drake for me so i don't yeah, but, no reason yeah. but yeah what aren't, aren't they you know basically when you sign a record with a with a with a production company like cash money or whatever mm. you're to to number of albums that you need to drop. Yeah, but so, do you think like, of the contract? Yeah, do you think within his position and since he is the biggest artist, like biggest hip hop artist at the moment, I, I mean in his generation or you know at the moment, like giving gives him the leverage to tell Birdman that you're like your album that that Cash Money album. I'm, I'll 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 you know I'll work it out and or I'll drop it or that certainly basically he's dictating his moves you know um, or for Universal telling them like yo if if y'all wanna work, want me to work with y'all y'all should put that back for me to release the record because let's be, let's be clear you know like Drake Drake from one week he could actually from um, from one month i would say he could make around i don't know like a 10 mil 10 milli from or, or 7 million from the ab from album or a single he, he's gonna drop so yeah um what do you think i think definitely there's one artist in the world who would go into any situation with leverage is <laughs> drake i it's Stephanie Drake like, I don't think even Birdman in his like there's no way he could you, if you're going in a meeting with Drake you have to meet his demands and his needs not because because that's the only way you can win in my mm. opinion so I, definitely I think he has all the leverage in fact Drake doesn't if, he doesn't have to do nothing Drake will only do what he wants at this point he has he's the only person privileged in that position to drop when he wants to drop how he wants to drop on who that he wants like it's only drake because just because of his stardomness on his status right it's interesting yeah. to see his situation with young money I, i don't even know what's going on with young money as a as a as a business like I don't know if they're succeeding if they're not succeeding I don't know man I don't, I don't, do you know what's, do you know what's going on in that house I mean I mean I mean in the past they used to they used to um, I mean they were really good in finding talent and you know and um, basically getting these artists like they 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 introduced us I mean Birdman and to Lil Wayne, to Tyga, to Nicki, to Drake. Uh, to, there was there was a lot of money. Lloyd, I don't know if you remember Lloyd, that R&B artist. Um, you, you know Lloyd, yeah? I said I still play Lloyd to this day, but Lloyd is fire. He's one of my favorite R&B artists. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. Uh, they introduced us. <laughs> Artists, yeah, I don't think they recently. Yeah, but after all the stuff, recently all the stuff came out about how Birdman. Yeah, 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 yeah. But recently, even with the signings that they went, that they did, you know, um, I don't know, man. Like, even with the Blueface and Glock Nine, like, it, 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 it wasn't really working out with them, you know. Yeah, that's the thing. I think is like the reputation is done. Like no artists. I mean, yes, yeah, some artists were still signed to Young Money, but once you hear someone as big as Lil Wayne, mm. like who was inspiration, who was the voice for hip hop, to hear that mm. he was he was robbed of his money. I don't think people are like artists coming up or talent are looking at Young Money and be like, that's an opportunity. Like mm. you show them QC, you show them TDE, you show them Dreamville. You you say, them... What about what about? Uh, I mean, I mean, even I mean, TDE wasn't even TDE wasn't 
I mean, they haven't really found even. I mean, they got talent, but <laughs> haven't found that next uh, Kendrick. I'll say probably QC did really well. QC is in the lead, I'll say. Uh, yeah. With all the respect, but I'll say he is at the, at the top because with that skill of them finding continuous talent and their talent being at the top of the game like that's that's like a like that's like an amazing job and also shout out to Lil Babley or I forgot his name the Chicago rapper who owns the, this uh, record label called Production A Grade A Production oh, yeah. I think it's yeah. Lil, it's Lil something Lil Babley Bill Babley or I forgot he's yeah. a Chicago Chirac guy like I, I didn't even know that the he owned label that this world was signed imagine a rapper someone that guy's come comes to be the biggest emo rapper (laughs) of his generation you know rest in peace but yeah like you know like rapping he wasn't doing well but yeah like from rapping to being an executive and Getting all these millions of dollars from uh, labels. Sorry, my bad. Lil Lil Bibby. Lil Bibby, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's that's amazing, man. That's amazing. I used to shout out to Nambi. We used to bump yeah. Lil Bibby like when he was a rapper. Yeah. Uh, we used to just love how his voice was like yeah unique voice like he was so young but his voice was like deep and but like he wasn't yep. like as a top guy out of Chirac at that time like he was just you know some just some rapper he was never yeah. gonna be like a big rapper so for him to recognize that and actually start a production team and a, a whole movement yep. that's, that's amazing one of the biggest ex- hip hop executives in the game fam yeah like finding Juice World and you know Juice World obviously been dropping these big records, you know. So you could imagine how much money he made, you know. And right now he's he signed this uh, Australian Australian kid called the Kid Leroy. I don't. Uh, the Kid Leroy is popping, bro. Yeah, Kid Leroy is like to me. He is the Juice World prodigy, you know. Yeah, he is. Because they both were under the same label and they were. They both were touring together, so uh, like obviously he was hearing from him, and the top of the sound that he makes is close to Juice, mm. kinda. So yeah. I mean, I mean, great job for little Bibi, you know. I mean, yeah, he did his thing. Yeah, uh, I hope, I hope, I hope H and A could be one day, but yeah, we're taking the, <laughs> we're taking them steps, you know slowly yes sir yes sir uh okay i have this topic in my mind so you know i am yeah i Hello. am yeah i am ay oh okay yeah, yeah yeah so basically ay was um was talking on his stories was talking in his stories about um a topic that was kind of bothering him you know Basically, he was saying, you know, when uh, basically the labels trying to box you, uh, when you're trying to make a music that is not, that doesn't meet, that is basically not uh, in the demographic uh, of the music that you make. So let's say, for example, I'm, I'm, I'm here in UAE, but in, I make a, a foreign type of music, like R&B type of music. But... The label tells me that okay, trying to basically throw that fear in me and trying to box me tells me that this music doesn't work with like in terms of corporate level, you know. Yeah. But if you were outside, let's say for example, if you were in Canada, you know, you're Arab, but you you making music like foreign music, you get a pass. I don't know. If, I don't know if you got it, but it's like he was talking about his, this thing that because it bothered him because he's getting a lot of critique from people telling him like yo why don't you uh, for example do like trying to embrace your race and try to embrace your culture make Arabic music you know 
while him he's not feeling it he's, he's, it's not clicking with him you just want to make that R&B but basically the society itself trying to like is trying to pressurize him not only the not only the people side not from the people perspective from the corporate as well I can understand like, from an artist perspective I've, I've seen these exactly annoying but I've, I've seen that you know like when people say why don't you embrace your culture and try to follow that foreign culture and while if you lived in outside they don't tell you shit you know they tell do you get a pass from them they'll tell you okay you left your we left you lived your life over there and uh yeah you could do whatever you want to do yes yeah, that's where i can see especially in the uae if i i can imagine someone i can imagine labels saying that but it's so tricky because like there's no there's no uae sound to be fair like there's no example of what they they can say this is what you should sound like because this is what resonates with <laughs> the music here they listen to music from outside but who cares if let's say for example okay who cares you know if for example if the foreign music is actually working over here in the middle east you know like radios play foreign hits you know radio festivals bring all these foreign artists you know so brands like most of the brands like in terms of uh, ambassadorship in terms of collabs are with foreigners you know who make whatever music like whatever so for me if i'm tra- if i'm i'm following that trend you know basically you know making something that i love and i click with why it cannot why it can't work with me why the society just has to cancel me just because i'm i'm basically I, i i'm 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 basically residencing in here in you in the middle east while in if i was there outside i'm not gonna get that kind of cancellation you know hmm. uh, yeah to I'm, me that's yeah yeah to me to me it's like if i was if i was an artist i wouldn't listen to to if i'm an artist and i truly believe in my talent and my and my songs like songs can translate languages can translate into regions songs travel if your song is fire and is pushed right it's gonna reach not just your region but all over the world so an artist and so an artist should not feel boxed in ever in fact that's kind of the politics side of things where they try to mess with the creative side so mm. it's really for me it's really it's it's really messed up like uh, uh, we hna did a life with uh an artist called Iman who's uh she's Omani where she lives in the states and she also faced that kind of pressure of people saying why does she sing or rap in, in Arabic and so on and she was, she was just being honest she said she was she didn't stay in Oman too long she doesn't know Arabic as well mm. make music for the culture and then there's going to be artists who make music for other cultures or for other regions like no artist should ever be told you have to make this kind of music to succeed yeah. in my opinion yeah. yeah yeah i'll say i'll say for i'll say from my perspective like you know for me like if it's if there's something that's really working over here and you you as an artist like you've been working so hard to build a fan base and you already got one you know for me i i, I remember like with jay-z especially you especially talking about corporate level like i mean trust me i got no beef with them it's just like it's just me and them sometimes we have some miscommunication about and i believe that sometimes they don't really understand the artist goal or what you're trying to make they're just trying to follow their kind of pattern which in most of the cases it doesn't work uh <laughs> not to say it, will, it works but it doesn't usually work that's why they need us as as people as creative to work with them to basically share and make the make sure that message get reached by to dozens of the people you know 
because if they if they already got that they won't need us but you know they with the corporate level they just try to throw you fears and tell you that okay this shit doesn't gonna work that what well, we should do this we should do that while you when while after doing that experiment with them you will you will you will come to a realization that you know oh this shit doesn't work actually you know so mm-hmm. maybe if i tried it my own way which it's you know it's a proven thing it will work 100% work you know um yeah and this is also once again it's also very genre specific like if an artist is making pop music can you really say he has to make a specific kind of pop like for me or if you make a rock music like what is how do you implement it doesn't like for hip hop yes maybe it can make sense but if you're doing pop music r&b mm. like, i don't understand how that you have how can you implement your culture or stuff like that yeah of course you can and there's people who do it but mm. why do you have to do it just because of the corporate world like it don't make sense hip hip hop i understand because lyrics are very in your face and the sound is very in your face Mm-hmm. For other genres, it really doesn't apply, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with whatever Ewa was saying. You know, anyway, anyway, when it comes to music business or corporate level type of education, you know, like in terms of creativity, I I I totally agree with whatever Ewa says, and. Uh, Shout out to him and shout out to Mo, shout out to to Maji, shout out to the whole Harmony people. Good people, you know, really supportive. Just like the corporate guys need to just give us and allow us to to use our creativity to be, be yeah, to be yeah, to be like to be just be have that kind of freedom, you know, in terms of working. They don't need to dictate us what is going to be working or not you know y'all did your way and i could tell you like they tried their way and it didn't work 100% that's why they need us in general you know that's why a collaboration exists to this day working with a brand with an artist with a, working with a company with a creative that's how i see it like the corporate world yeah, yeah they just need to let Like you said just allow that freedom and and it's it's hard for them because they don't really understand like it's two different departments two different structures so that's yeah. why i think there was a lot of miscommunication a lot of failures mm. because the corporate world doesn't understand the industry world and the music mm. industry world tries to understand the corporate there's just a gap you know between those two worlds Mm-hmm. that's the that's the yeah. gap that needs to be fixed you know a lot of these distributions are you know since the TikTok thing happened and since the the Lil Nas thing worked out and I mean I'm not gonna say Lil Nas I'm gonna say all the let's say um, Megan The Stallion with her track Savage Doja Cat Say So there have been mm-hmm. some you know, tracks that got that uh trend thanks to tiktok you know and thanks to these challenges but uh, after that thing occurred you know and you know that distribution were basically trying to use that tiktok option to increase their fees we have seen even distributed our current with abuse they increase their fees you know five dollars per month if we want if we want uh, our music to be available into the TikTok stores, you know? That's literally, I'm paying 200 dirham a year, just subscription, and if I don't maintain that, the music gets out, you know, it gets removed from the stores, which is kind of funny. Um, but yeah, man, what do you think about TikTok, man? What's Is it, is it gonna be the end for them, you know? Um, like in terms of, I'm talking about the music, you know, like, mm. Like, are is there is there gonna be a new way for artists uh, marketing? I think obviously it's not effective, and I I think there's no chance it's it could be TikTok. You know, 
Yeah. Um, I don't. I but, don't think it's the end for TikTok. I just think it's very short-term based, and I think it all depends with who is profiting more. Are the artists and the labels profiting more from TikTok, or is TikTok profiting more? So I think because once again, labels like everyone wants what's best for them on what's yeah. the most profit. So I think once labels realize that perhaps they're not getting as much as they're investing into TikTok, then then it will be the end for TikTok. But if they're investing and they're getting the results as they were, for like Meg Thee Stallion and Doja Cat, like you said then they're going to continue it and they're going to continue to try to kind of have TikTok as part of the rollout and have like a department dedicated to TikTok and coming up with challenges and like like they did for Instagram before. But once it, again, I just think it depends on the profit and how much benefit do, it is. Do you think that we could see, for example, uh, labels like the major three labels, Aqua, you know, group up and in order to purchase the the US based TikTok cuz that's all the problem occurring you know like they trying to you know like i mean most of the challenges most of the sales more come from the US you know mm. uh, if that doesn't get sorted out the US thing is going to be shut down and obviously a lot of these people who became famous and they started businesses or whatever, all are going to be, you know, tarnished and, you know, in a, in a blink of eye because of Trump. Yeah. So I think that's yeah. Like if, if the labels can get together and, and acquire it, that will actually be good for them. But once again, there's also so much politics involved. That's the only tricky thing. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, labels got nothing to lose because, because basically TikTok are actually licensing their content. You know, it's mm. basically like, so, so they they pay a fee, a yearly fee, for to license their catalog, and yeah, that's how they make the money from you know, and that. Mm license get distributed between the label and between the artists and the publisher. I don't know how it is, but yeah, that's how it is. So I could give you an example. So, um, so yeah, you get paid per video being used if the, if the track has been used. So, so for example, with the distributor, the new distributor that I, we, I'm working on with, so with one of the artists like Siki, he gets 80% of the revenue and the distributor gets 20 for that, you know, because they're licensing the content in general. But yeah, I mean, it's just sad news, you know. Um, I know, I know, I know that, you know, a company like ByteDance, which owns TikTok, they don't want to get into that lane, you know, of ruining that mm-hmm. relation. But we have seen, you know, we know, like in in the world of politics, there's nothing that, like, it's unpredictable world. You know, that's how I would say. But yeah, anyway, like, I, I mean, also talking about about like licensing and about Daniel Eek, who's the CEO of Spotify, saying to the artists they need to keep on dropping music. Seasonal releases won't work out in their favor. So, and he was basically. As if he was targeting, um, uh, who was I'm gonna say? Um, I always keep forgetting about this guy, um, Frank Ocean. As if he was targeting Frank Ocean, because we know Frank Ocean. This guy keeps on uh, dropping <laughs> weed records in an, an expected time. By the way, uh, his 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 brother passed away, so yeah, condolences to the Frank Ocean. Anyway. Probably he's gonna disappear ten ten years more. I'm telling you, like this guy's not is unpredictable. But uh, yeah, he's saying uh, artists need to keep dropping music. That's that they they have to treat it as a work more than as if it's an art. Mm-hmm. And 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 as you know, we know you know that Spotify pays the 
pays like pennies. It pays. It doesn't pay you even like exactly. like like a fifty cent. It pays you like zero point zero 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 six whatever, which is the lowest. Yeah. What do you think about that? You know, um, for people who are listening, uh, for me, I sh- I treat Spotify as a tech company. I never did treated it as a musical company because it doesn't. It, I mean, it doesn't do. I mean, it basically lets you stream you. That's it, and they make money from their ads, and that's it. You know, it's not something. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's not that's what I'm so. That's what I'm so confused. Like, yeah, and le- and lately they've been prioritizing podcast more than the music. That so, is why so, I'm like, why is he? Why is this? Who gave the Daniel guy the right, right to talk about artists having to release? Like, bro, this guy's a this guy is a hacker, by the way. Like, people need to know that this this guy who made Spotify is an actual hacker. You know, it was it was just hacking. Talk, he's talking some BS. Like, it it sounds like he's coming from a place where he has no idea what it is to be an artist. Like, how much an artist sacrifices, how much an artist is in terms of the hierarchy, probably the least of of making mm. the benefit. Like, mm. so many people make more benefit from an artist than an artist himself. And for them to kind of start putting in rules that people have to follow just to upload, to me, it it, it doesn't make sense at all. Like, yeah. just try to be an artist for a day. Just try to think of all the pressure that comes with that. A lot of reasons that artists take long breaks is not because, oh, they don't want to release music. It's because they're going through personal stuff or they can't even create music or they're in a situation where the label is, is is hustling them there's so many scenarios like it's not so easy it's not like going to a nine-to-five job at your computer so that statement to me is so insensitive it's very it's actually quite disrespectful to artists if he thinks that music industry or artists are going to suffer without spotify then he must be wrong because i'm sure people will figure out another yes maybe it has to do probably they're not really money from their ads probably i'll say i'll say that when it comes to digital ads there's nothing that could beat facebook facebook is number one and for 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 similar reasons and mainly it has to do with their amazing algorithm like that algorithm lets you basically target the niche that the niche that you have in mind what exactly and facebook knows more about it is that up well if you check on spotify it's just mainly for example i'm gonna it's gonna be mainly in banner from all these things like i'll say bro like i haven't seen a streaming service that it, that was really generous with with their artists other i'm not gonna say maybe you could put title but title doesn't have enough subscribers and and if your fans are not really into Tidal, that's that's the fucked up part. But I'm not. I haven't seen um, a, a streaming server server that was really generous with their artists. And I think you won't be finding because you know maybe the sustainable model, and that's that's how the sustainable model is and and it's itself. It's not really healthy. And it's not really helping the artist much. Because think about it, if I make too many in streams on Spotify, I'll, I'll end up just making like four, three to four thousand dollars. Which, let's be fair, man, we could, you could do that simply one show or just working on an other side job. You know, why invest twenty dollars? Just for distribution, which you, which keep in mind that it has to be paid every year, otherwise the music gets removed. Why invest in studio time, paying for a studio, paying for an engineer, paying for for re- for your record to be mastered, paying for a producer, then splitting that earning with the producer, then doing the promotion by yourself, basically paying all these playlisting, which. Some t- it doesn't have like a high returns and you know in general, but like there's a lot of aspects in it, you know. Exactly. Yeah. There's so many aspects. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like for me, I feel like streaming server services they need to 
think of a healthy model so that they could be able to pay the artists fairly and also for them to make some money like i'm not saying like for example if i'm gonna put Angami on board why Angami, for example in general tells me that i need to make 500 in order them to pay me that's 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 not perfect like i'm giving them my license for the content and they have already users who are subscribing fans who are listening to my music but i'm not getting paid from it why because i need to make 500 dollars and who knows how much they make in like i've seen how much they actually charge for or let's say an ad to be playlisted or whatever, which is a new numerous number, you know, that you can't think, you know, it, it's in the five figure. So y'all making that kind of money and also y'all paying a licensing fee for, but, but yet you're not being generous with the, with the indie artists, you know, in terms of paying them whatever they're worth. You're basically putting a limit, you know, for me to reach that and was how much to make number how much number of streams that i need to make for that and sometimes i feel like you know streaming really made it made it easier for users listen to music discover music but it's generally um it's been unfair to artists you know even for the artists that is that because for, like the indie ones that's very true also because there's no uh, not structure but there's no like yeah there's no like you know how in every department or like you go to a government sector you know where to go you know where to go for this you know where to complain or where to you know your rights and you know everything i don't think artists know all their rights to do with streaming they just know what's given to them and what's what everyone does yeah 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 you're right man you're right but um i mean that's why even i've seen and noticed that even distribution services have increased which is totally unfair but yeah i mean i kind of understand when it comes to i mean it's i mean it's not the problem might not from them again it's all because of these people like the streaming services they said the prices um but yeah i mean hopefully one day i i know that a lot of organizations are actually suing these uh, services uh and uh yeah they're trying to basically trying to get the fire for the artists right but yeah, hopefully it gets yes. you know. It's, it's a long, it's a long fight. Um, yeah, it's a long fight. Yeah, it's, it's a long I fight. I remember when Taylor Swift was, was basically vocal about it, mm. and she was talking about it. And even I remember, I mean, it's what for two Taylor Swift and Adele because they were not happy how much share they were actually making for a stream. You know, they felt they they've been robbed. And they released uh, their music um, in Apple because Apple that time was being the highest. But uh, yeah, when you know that most of your fans, judging the data, are from Spotify, then then sometimes you gotta submit to the to the reality that yeah you gotta. But yeah, Spotify and them they need to sort it out and they need to enhance their their model. That's why I feel like labels have the power and still have the leverage. And for example, and artists still gonna be making a lot of money <laughs> more than Spotify, you know. So, I mean, that's why the merch thing is happening. Uh, but they could do that, you know. Yeah. But I just think, in order to fully change, in order to fully change the structure and change everything, you know what needs to happen, right? It will yeah. never happen, but in artists to get all their rights and get everything sorted, mm. the whole music industry, every artist signed, yeah. not signed, indie, they all yeah. need to boycott releasing music for at least a month. 
Yeah. No new music at all. Yeah. Nothing released. And then streaming yeah. platforms, they're going to yeah. come to these artists and, be, and sit with them at the table and be like, okay, what is the yeah. terms that you guys want? And then we'll move forward. Not in billion years this shit's going to happen. Yeah. And we know why. I know people will be uh, waiting for us to talk about XXL freshmen, but for me, I think it's better for us to... I mean, we know the who who are in, but I feel like it's better for us to listen to their freestyles and then judge them and see how it is if this list is a yep. is a hot list or is a just a BS list, like you know the the previous ones. But uh, yeah, bro, thank you so much, and also we'd like to thank our for everyone who's tuning and make sure that uh, you share the episode around within your people and uh, with your friends and you know even if you're bored just you know just give your time to listen to us and support us 